But I know he's not real. Of course Santa's real. Christmas is no fun without Daddy here anyways. See, you gotta nip it in the bud. Jabbar, look at me. You see all this? See all this bling bling? Who do you think gave it to me? <laughs> Santa. That's right. And Auntie Tony had to sit on a lot of laps to get all that jewelry. <laughs> More than once, she had to dig around in his sack. <laughs> Christmas to everyone. Uh, welcome to Oh Hell Yes. Ho, 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 Etsy. Ho, 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 motherfuckers. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy Kwanzaa. Assalamu alaikum. Oh, yes. All that stuff. Yeah, Kwanzaa, Hanukkah, because you know Todd, right? Todd Todd in this episode. He's Jewish, so he don't, he don't fuck with Christmas like that. And then uh, even the people that don't celebrate, just, you know, happy times with your families. I'm Nettie Smith. And I'm Etsy Rowe. And today, the episode that we're covering and we're discussing is called Santa v. Monica. Santa v. Monica. Because it really is. It is a war between Santa Claus and Monica Charles. Uh, mm. Original air date, 12-16-2002. Writer, Michael B. Kaplan. Um, we'll get into the episode, but I want to know, Etsy, what are some Christmas movies that you like to, to put on around this time? Um, I like Whitney Houston's movie with Denzel. The Preacher's Wife. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Whitney. Rest in peace, baby girl. Queen. Shout the out voice. to Denzel, too. Uh-uh. Shout out to Denzel, too. Um, what other Christmas movies do I like? I like Home Alone. You know, Gang Home Alone, gang. one, two, three, four, or, well, one, two, three, or four. Um, you know, the first two. I don't... Once you start changing people and... Mm, I guess. I, fu- I fuck with um one, two, and three, but my favorite is uh, number two. That used to be a, a staple for me. Every Christmas, I have to watch Home Alone 2 Lost in New York. Mm-hmm. The first one is good, but it don't got that extra New York uh, mm. lost out in the world. Like, in the first one, he only lost in his house. He ain't lost out in the world. The world. Mm-hmm. And it's a lot more stakes, you know? And he has a lot more money. And um, <laughs> I used to like watching Miracle on 34th Street. Okay. The 1940-something version. Oh, 47? I think it's 47. Because I love Natalie Wood. Mm-hmm. She was a little kid in it. Um, and that's a New York one, too. I guess it's a theme. Mm-hmm. I like New what York about, ones. What about the one with, um, with Tim Allen? Is that his name? The Santa Claus. Yes. What a title. The Santa Claus. Like a contract. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Very good one. The first Santa Claus. The first yes. one. See, they kind of do a little bit of that in this episode. Like in the movie, The Santa Claus, Tim Allen's son is like, how can one guy visit? Oh, no, no. Someone asked an adult asked the little boy because mm-hmm. he believes in Santa and they're trying to tell him that Santa's not real. Excuse That's me? that movie. The little boy is telling them that Santa's real. And his stepdad's like, no, how can a guy go to all the houses in one night? And he goes, well, it's because he's magic. He goes, okay. Have you ever seen a reindeer or seen like Santa going through a chimney or anything like that? And the little boy is like, no, 
have you ever seen a million dollars? His stepdad's like, no, I haven't. Then how do you know it exists? Mm. I was like, ooh. Yes, <laughs> come through. Yeah, I don't believe in Santa, but he would have had me believing after saying that. Right. I believe in a million dollars, though. So I would just yeah, say, you I got believe it. in a million dollars, too. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need to see it. I know it exists. <laughs> but uh, anyway, let's get to the episode. So uh, we start off in Joan's house. Maya comes in through the door with a bunch of Christmas bags and stuff that she bought. And Joan says to Maya that there's a problem with Jabari. <laughs> and she's like, um, well, if you saw you naked again, just get over it. He's only eight. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what are y'all what kind of household y'all got? But that's not the problem, guys. That's not the problem. Uh-huh. The problem is Jabari doesn't believe anymore. And Maya is shocked. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. Are you telling me that my baby has lost his walk with the Lord? Uh, no, 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 no. <laughs> and Joe's like, no, 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 no. He doesn't believe in Santa anymore. And Maya's like, oh, well, he's eight and a half, so whatever. And Joe's like, nah, you don't understand. He's losing his innocence. This is all because of the divorce. I mean, Maya, I was 12 when I stopped believing. And, and it's, it's no coincidence that that's the same year my parents split up. She, so this is what we're seeing with Joan as to why she's so crazy about the holidays and why she's so serious about everything going perfectly right. Mm. So it's kind of like a little bit of like foreshadowing, but also giving us the reason behind her franticness. Mm-hmm. By the way, she looks great in this scene. I have a note that she looks really good in this scene. Her makeup and hair and earrings looks different. Yeah, I don't know what they did. They added some razzle dazzle. Yeah, I used a different brown to the eyes. Yeah, some eye makeup or something. It look good though. Yeah, I agree. I wish I could tell. I know her hair's pushed back. Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, we can see her face more. Mm-hmm. And Maya's like Joan. Don't blame your arrested development on divorce. And then we get our <laughs> credits. And so we come back from the credits, and Jabari and Maya are talking. And Jabari's like, "Well, I know Santa's not real," and Maya's trying to convince him otherwise. But he also says it's not fun without daddy here anyway. It's like, why? Your dad more fun on the holidays? Because as far as I know, your dad sucks. Yeah, he is very militant. I can't even imagine him being like jolly and shit. Like, <laughs> I can't. <laughs> Especially like with this divorce situation going to. Nah, we, you're, no, we ain't bringing your daddy. Sorry. Wish for something else, mm-hmm. please. And then Tony goes, Jabari, look at me. And I'm like, what? Mm-hmm. She his said his actual name. And she's like, look, look at all this bling bling. Who do you think gave it to me, Jabari? And Tony says Santa gave her all the jewelry and stuff. And Lynn's like, yep, that's right. Auntie Tony had to sit on a lot of laps to get that jewelry. Oh. Hey, no lies told. Mm. <laughs> and mm. she also says uh, that Tony had to dig around in one of the guy's sacks. That's a brave joke to say around a child. Yeah, especially a child that's like eight, nine, that age where they kind of start knowing stuff. Mm. Yeah, like kids talk at school about stuff where they kind of, yeah, <laughs> a little tough of a joke. But Maya's like, listen, uh, Jabari, Santa's real. And Jabari's like, well, how do, um, how can he go to every single house in one night? I'm like, come on, Jabari magic. Everybody know that. Mm-hmm. Come on, now. Nah. And Joan's like, well, the truth is, she comes up with her own theory. The truth is that there are hundreds of Santas who divide the world up into regions that they can cover. (laughs) 
So, the guy that's going to deliver your presents isn't so much Santa Claus as he is a regional Santa Claus. That makes a lot of sense. That does make sense. But even, I don't even know if that's possible because the FedEx can't get to us as quickly. How can Santa? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Doesn't FedEx divide the world into regions? She said she said hundreds of Santas. I think it should be more like thousands of Santas. Because how many houses can you deliver? With, I think millions. You think millions? Yeah, because there's many? billions of people on the earth. So you need millions of Santas. Mm, how many houses can a nigga go to? In a night. That's the question. A nigga or Santa? Because, you know, a nigga finna, like, get sidetracked and go, like, have sex at his baby <laughs> mama house. Some friends with benefits situation. You had an Amazon boy, that dude from Amazon had a woman in his truck. In his that video? I was like, mm. So we ain't talking about niggas. We're talking about Santa Claus. How many people can, can, can Santa do in a night? Which is, like, what time we usually go to sleep on Christmas Eve? How many Eve? people can he do in a night? You know what I mean. How many How many houses? How many houses? <laughs> We looking at about what? Maybe eight, nine hours, seven, eight hours. How long could he spend in one? Because you got to deliver all I mean, of them. What is that like? You got to put them all under the tree. Five minutes. Because you're gonna have the elves with you. If they got different Santas, they gonna have the elves with them. If you got it all pre like labeled and everything, so where you know what house everything go into. Yeah, I think <laughs> with some elves, yeah. you might be able to knock it down to five minutes. But then you got to account for travel time. Look at us talking about this shit like it's real. <laughs> but okay, but ain't nobody in. The, he ain't gonna have no traffic. He's traveling in the sky. Oh, you're right. You're right. Think about it this way, though. He got. Let's say he in New York. He got to go through the apartment buildings, right? You got to oh. go upstairs, downstairs, in the elevator. Kid, kids in apartments. He believe in Santa. My kids in apartments don't believe in Santa. Cause how's Santa gonna go through the through every apartment? Where he gonna go through? If you don't got a um a balcony, not everybody. First off, not everybody got a balcony, but he can come through the front door. I learned that as a kid because I never grew up with a chimney, and I always wondered how he's gonna come to our house. He comes in through the front door. Santa came in through the front door. That's what they told you. How else he gonna get in my house if I don't got a chimney? He can go in through the window if he could fly. Um, like a robber. Yeah. Girl, ain't nobody coming through my window. <laughs> How the fuck? Well, I guess breaking in through the door is the same thing, but coming yeah. in through the window—that's just ghetto. <laughs> coming through the door like you got some sense, Santa. Hmm. Anyway, I know kids in apartments believe in Santa. That's not fair. They can't have a Christmas because they live in an apartment. Nah, Please. they definitely gonna get the get, get the gifts. Then who gonna give it to them? They parents. Oh, you mean like imaginary? Oh. Yes. Like, what do you tell the kid? Oh, don't worry. You don't got no chimney or nothing, so your parents just going to come. Santa don't do apartments. Sorry. Sorry about it. Let's just ruin the kid's life. God. (laughs) Anyway, let's get back to girlfriends. But she talks about regional Santa um, so they can cover the world and all the regions. And Jabari is like, okay, cool. Well, if there's lots of Santas, then why do we always pretend that there's only one? Mm. And Lynn says, because that would make Mrs. Claus a big old freak. Mm. Big booty, big old freak. <laughs> Good point. So then we see William's house. We see the inside of it, which it's been a while. It has. We haven't seen it fully renovated, renovated in a minute. Yeah, I don't remember last time we saw it. God. But, um... Mm-hmm. We see William's house, and uh, he's dressed up as Santa. 
He's saying, ho, ho, ho. Mm -hmm. Ho, ho, ho. And laughing like Santa. And Monica's there. She's in the living room on her laptop and she doesn't seem amused at all. Especially by the fact that he's dressed up as Santa. She's not even having as much fun as as he is. She can't even pretend to be having fun. Can you pretend, Monica? Mm -mm. Can you? Mm -mm. Jeez. He's like, hey, Monica, you interested in a St. Nicky quickie? And she's like, haha, maybe later. And she gets back to work. She's like, but for now, we have a few important matters to discuss. Um, this is when we're getting into like, um, what's her name? Monica being really weird. I don't even want to say bossy. What do you, what do you, how do you describe this woman um, in this relationship? I describe her as someone who wants to live vicariously through her man. You know, she's the one that has the drive. She's the one that has the fire, but she wants to push William to have it. Almost like a stage mom, you know, that type of thing. Yeah, it is like a stage mom or like a manager, like a really like a manager publicist. It's not a boyfriend girlfriend thing. It doesn't strike me that way. Mm -hmm. Um, Also, as you were mentioning that, I was thinking like she has the drive, but I don't know if this is what she's thinking, but in my mind, I, I see it this way, that she's a woman, so she doesn't think that she can fit in these spaces. Yes. So she has a guy to be her surrogate. A hundred percent. So he can he can make these moves and he can get in those doors. Um, and it's it's just so sad because William is just like, he acts like he is just handcuffed to this woman. Like there's no other way. Yeah. Ugh. And I don't think William even wants it like that. It doesn't appear that he does. Because there's scenes where he's trying to, like, get her out of his life. And she comes on right back like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. And then there's other times where he leaves again or he, he disses her again. And then at the end, he's like, oh, okay, I'm back. It's like, why can't you just shake this woman? Mm-hmm. <sighs> he likes that. Yeah, I think he thrives on that whole, I need someone to be my mom slash girlfriend to tell me what to do. To mm-hmm. give me the, the, the roadmap on how to get where I need to go. I would I would I would say manager slash girlfriend. This is not even a mom. This is a manager. Girlfriendager. Girlfriendager. Momager. Girlfriendager. <laughs> what name have we came up with as a society for when men do stuff and it's really all the women that's behind them that's doing all the work? Has there been a name for that? Because there has been plenty of men in history that has benefited off of that. Have we came up with a name like momager? We have not. We need to. Can Let's we go. do it here at Oh Hell Yes? At Oh Hell Yes headquarters? Yes. Wifeager? <laughs> oh. Wifeless? Like a publicist? Wifeless? Nah, that's nah, not a like, wa- Nah, that sounds like a tongue twister. Wifeager <laughs> sounds good, but in this instance, he she's not his wife, so... Girlfriendager? Yeah, but girlfriendager is too many syllables. I don't know. Yeah. Guys, help us out. Help us out at hell yes girl just uh tag us and see what you come up with um the best one gets a shout out and we use the word mm-hmm. we we attribute it to you because we got wifeager yeah that's all i got <laughs> but what about the girlfriends anyway we'll figure it out we'll figure it out but <laughs> there's a, a christmas party going on for the firm uh it's a, a christmas party that mcdonald has every year you know uh Swedelson, goldberg mcdonald and lee I feel like I'm missing a name, but they're the partners of the firm. And William's like, yeah, yeah, I heard about that party, but I've never been. That party's only for the senior partners at the firm and their biggest clients. And Monica's like, listen, so I ran into McDonald's wife at the library and convinced her to let someone else take the burden of throwing the party. And that someone 
is William. Mm. She volunteered to throw this party mm-hmm. at William's house. Mm. William don't even look like he want to do it. I, I don't even know why anybody would want to do this. Mm-mm. They want to get in. The politics. I mean, I guess it's a way. Is that's a way to get in? Good, I guess. Maybe so. I don't know how this works with the whole networking with white people thing. Most of the time, it's kind of hard. <laughs> it's There's very much fake. It's very much, you know, I'm going to do this not because I really want to, but because I feel like it'll make me look good in this light and it'll give me a chance to meet these higher ups and to network. And next time you have you need a, a quality lawyer or legal counsel for your case, you know who to call type mm. of thing. Yeah, you'd be like, yeah, remember that drink that we shared at my house? <laughs> remember that time? That's how you know that I, I will be the best person for this uh, for this case. So she reminds him that this is a party for the senior partners and the firm's biggest clients. So he cannot invite any of his basketball buddies or Jones Coven, implying that they're all witches. Yeah. Why she don't like them? What they did to her? Because they see through her shit. Ooh, call it like you see it. Uh-huh. Especially Maya. Maya don't play. So uh, William also remembers that he promised Maya that he would dress up for Jabari for Christmas Eve as Santa Claus. That's why he has the suit. So this party is actually on Christmas Eve. That's the, the whole conflict of the episode. And so Monica looks really pissed off that he said that. And she's like, William. Do you want to be a senior partner or not? Of course I do. Well, I did not spend my day arranging for you to host this party to have you tell me you'd rather play Santa for some secretary's brat. What? <laughs> what? Do you even know Jabari? How, how is he a brat? Mm. Oh, Grinch head ass. Damn, my nigga. The fuck? You gonna call the babies out too? Lord. I don't think she ever even met him. Like, I think that she just knows that Maya has a kid and that's that. Yeah. So William's like, listen, Jabari's been going through a tough time. You know, his parents are divorced. He really needs some Santa magic this Christmas. And Monica's like, what that boy needs is a good foster family. <laughs> Damn. It's not funny. It really isn't funny. Monica's really going too far. What What the fuck's wrong with her? Foster family? But the mom and dad is dead out. I guess he's saying they're, she's saying they're not fit. They're not stable. Yeah. Mm-mm-mm-mm. <laughs> And William's like looking real sad, like, what the hell's wrong with you? Monica's like, okay, all right, look. This party is your chance to rise to the senior partner's level socially. Mm. Once you've done that, it's just a small step to rise professionally. I hate to disappoint that kid. Plus, you'll have FaceTime with them to suggest that you are the man for the city group case you've been jocking for. I mean, yeah, that's a good point. What do you think? I think she's making points. It just sucks that she's the vessel. She's definitely making a lot of points. However, I just wish this theme of women pouring themselves into men would just, like, go away. Like, especially women who aren't married to them. It's just very unfortunate. But, yeah, she is she is making some points. Um, the question is, would you cancel on your friend to go to the party that you are all of a sudden now hosting without your knowledge? That's a tough one. See, younger me would be like, yeah, I'd cancel. Or I, I'd, I'd cancel the party. Like, I wouldn't be at the party. But right. you got to think of your career. Mm-hmm. You really got to think about your longevity in the career, um, especially in a law firm where a lot of these relationships are very important to deciding who gets what case mm-hmm. and who rises up to the next level. Mm-hmm. It just sucks that it has to 
be like that. And it sucks that it has to be somebody in his ear coaching him to do this, like, in this way. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I, the message is not the problem. It's the messenger. Mm. There's something about Monica's, the way she's bringing the message that's really, ugh. It's very, like, Corella DeVille. I kind of like it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. You see some of yourself in Monica? It's very evil Disney Channel, and I'm just, you know, I always used to low-key root for the villain. Low-key. I just never said it, because I didn't want nobody looking at me crazy. But yeah. <laughs> like I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> I kind of like it, you know? Well, the thing is, is she don't got to be a villain. <laughs> I don't know like you can you can do this and not try to like put it under the guise of being in a relationship with the person and you can also do this without making fun of someone's child like and calling them a brat yeah 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 it's definitely she definitely took it a bit too far but like the overall point of what she's doing I get it I get it for me it's just not a smart decision in my opinion because this nigga can her doing all this stuff for William and being her like fake mm. wifeager because you see how easily y'all broke up how do you know he not gonna do that shit take the case get mad money and then it's a wrap for you yeah like you'll help him move up but then he'll dump you and get a uh somebody else and he'll give her all the uh all the benefits so <laughs> yeah the house the car the stay-at-home lifestyle the shopping sprees because you know you helped him get there but he don't really want you like that he just wanted to get there yeah yeah girl mm. that's, that's the story of a lot of these wife of yours girlfriend of yours whatever whatever <laughs> title we, <laughs> we decide it on. is it really is she's taking a big chance like putting this much work into him and not knowing if he's really settled on being with her forever so mm-hmm. yeah because they're not even engaged right they're no, not even engaged. They just dating. <laughs> uh, well, you know, she's very confident in in herself and that men want her, as we've, you know, we'll find out later in this episode. So I don't know. I guess that's where her confidence comes from. She's always mm-hmm. gotten all the men she wants. But she also mentions that this is a good way to get FaceTime with the senior partner so that he can get that Citigroup case that he's been eyeing. He's like, okay, all right. It's about the time jabari learned the truth about santa claus anyway dang you could just get somebody else to play santa and not one of the girls that would have been an easy way to fix all this i'm like if you got twenty thousand dollars to spend on a motherfucking party then you got a few hundred to hire a santa for like an hour (laughs) yes i don't know why no one thought of this Because he didn't even, Jabari didn't need to know it was Uncle William that was in the suit. He didn't need right. Uncle William. It right. just needed to be a guy in a suit. You could have went, I don't want to say down some streets and gotten somebody homeless, but. You could have, if you want to do it the correct way, you could have went into the white pages, yellow pages or whatever. Looked up costume motherfuckers or whatever. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Play Santa. Yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Put out an ad. Could have went to the local mall too. Find somebody yeah. off duty. Okay. All it takes about an hour. This is off the books. You got a suit, right? (laughs) How big are you? If you don't, I got one. (laughs) Right. So we're moving on to the next scene back at the firm. And that's when William tells Joan that he can't be Santa. And she's all pissed. She's bringing her own personal issues into the situation. This kind of one-two punch can, can 
can stay with a child for years. But she's mostly talking about her own experience because, you know, Joan likes to make it about herself. Mm-hmm. And William's like, but I'm giving you enough notice so you can find someone else. Mm-hmm. And that's when Joan starts to quote, "'Twas the night before Christmas." Mm-hmm. But she ends it by saying that William sucks. But we see Todd and Tony. This is the first time we see them as an official couple mm-hmm. at the lunch spot. What do you think of how they look? They're kind of cute. They're cute sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, you can't see the heights, right? Is that That's probably why they had them sitting in this scene. I think yeah. they're sitting for most of this episode. Yeah. We don't ever see them stand up together. Yeah. I, I think they're cute they're both good looking people yeah Uh, yeah so we find out that todd's actually going away for christmas because um he made plans before they got together to go to aspen Mm -hmm. and he's like you know if you want to come with me i could figure out a way for you to go but tony's like nah listen todd go on your ski trip and have fun you're jewish and christmas means nothing to your people just like being out in the cold for no good reason certainly means nothing to mine so I, I won't be going out his way for you to get back and he's like all right cool and what did he get her he got her a barbie doll of herself first of all i think this is so fucking cute and i would love a present really? of like if it was actually made after you like you look at that face and that barbie doll has zero features nah that's lit okay i don't care nobody says all right don't just get a regular black barbie and then give it to me no I got you. I got you. <laughs> the personalization is the key. Yes. I'm yes. like, oh. she gets the doll. She's like, are the diamonds under the, under the skirt or what? Yeah, you know, he, he could have added the diamonds too. I'm yeah, like, because yeah. I would be like, I'm not a kid. What am I going to do with a doll? I'm not a child. So that's my problem. Yeah. Yeah. Put some, some kind of diamond around her. Like, give me the doll, but then put like a diamond something on her. Like a diamond... Mm around her neck that's actually a ring not mm. a ring i guess it's too early in the relationship for a ring but no, give me something a necklace on the doll. i got you i got you how about this how about you get her a necklace and then you wrap the necklace around three times around the doll's um around the doll's waist or her neck so it looks like either a, a necklace or a waist hips don't lie situation and <laughs> And there you I go. I know what you're talking about, like one of Janet Jackson joints. Like, yeah, um, one of them, sh- th- th- one of them all, all for you shits. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I was a run runaway, um, poetic justice. I know what uh-huh. you're talking about. One of those. Yeah, do something like that. Don't just let it be the doll and that's it. I don't know. Maybe I'm just, I'm not even that bougie, but like, no, I agree. I'm grown. Don't just get me a doll. Make it cute. Yes. Or you could have her have the bag, right? The doll has a bag. And in the bag, the shit is folded up. Cash at me. Girl. I led you to it, though. So give me a split the cash at with me. (laughs) (laughs) We worked on that one together. (laughs) It's a co-parenting situation. Um, Exactly. I love the fact that Tony's looking for diamonds, though, because that is so Tony. That is mm-hmm. so Tony. Mm-hmm. But he goes, you know, I had a special maid. I wanted to give Tony Childs what she loves the most. Tony Childs. Do you think this doll looked like Tony? I think they got a regular black doll from the store. That's not what I'm talking yeah. about here, though. But yeah, <laughs> that's what they, they got. <laughs> they got a black doll with long hair and mm-hmm. was like, this you. This, this is you. you. 
<laughs> I'm like, actually, I think her features are a little too light. Yeah, they're a little bit too keen. Where's the lips? Where's the super high cheekbones? Where's yeah, it definitely was just a black doll they found at Target. But <laughs> she's like, oh my God, Todd, you know me so well. I love me. He's like, well, that way, while I'm gone, you can play with yourself. Oh. <laughs> Gross. But he meant all the puns. He meant that. Mm-hmm. So next scene, we're back at Williams. And Monica walks in on the phone and she's ordering Dom Perignon. And she's yelling at the person to get it together. She's really being rude to the person on the phone. And she gets off the phone and she tells William, I need $20,000. Who doesn't? It's for the party. This party's going to cost me $20,000? You have to understand, there's caterers, decorators, valets. Whatever happened to Kukuru, a box of tinsel, and park your own damn car? I mean, is that worth your... I guess it's worth your future. That's a lot of money. I don't know how coined William is, but that's a lot. And it's a lot today, so it, it'll be a lot in 2002. Oh, yeah, that's not even accounting for inflation. Yeah. I'm curious. Let me do the inflation calculator real quick. <laughs> I'm curious. How much is $20,000 in, in 2002? It'd be 29000 Four hundred eighty-two dollars. Yeah, God. about about thirty percent more. Almost thirty thousand mm. dollars. Wow. I mean, he's a lawyer, but still. Hmm. I mean, you you got to invest in your future. You got to invest. And I didn't even realize, or maybe I just like it didn't it didn't come to me to where they have to pay for the party. I thought that they were just going to like do all the hosting and the planning at the venue that they usually do it at. And they were taking up that responsibility. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. I didn't know that they are actually paying and hosting it at their house. Like, oh, I'm going to throw this party. Like there, cause she says it's for the, the money's for the caterers, decorators and valets. And they'd be hiring the staff for all that. That makes sense. What you said makes sense because if they do this party every year, they should already have like a company that they go to. It's in the budget, and also they have a pay- like people that are always hired for this. Just change the location. All mm-hmm. you're doing is changing the venue. So, right. I don't know. But William is just appalled about the price of this party. And Monica's like, William, listen. I chose you because I thought I could help you get to the top. I did not plan on dragging you there kicking and screaming. He's like, okay, first of all, I chose you. So remember a few episodes ago when I was like, she planned this whole thing? Absolutely. And I couldn't explain how how it had been a while since I'd seen this episode, so I didn't remember how she planned it. Mm -hmm. But she explains how she actually planned their first interaction. I was at a party McDonald's was hosting and heard Sweetelson mention your name. I did a little research, found out you frequent the blue bar. I don't know how she got to the party. Oh, that's right. Her dad is one of the firm's biggest clients, so she was probably there for some reason. So she did a little research on him. How did mm. she know where he frequented? There's no social media. Well, you gotta give it up to her. Because she did that shit without Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. We gotta give it up to her. How the fuck I she mean, found yeah. shit out? I mean, either we give it up to her or we call the cops. What do we do, <laughs> Etsy? Or maybe both. <laughs> they gotta add her to, her, to their team. Because, baby girl. How? <laughs> I'm trying to think, how would she ever find out where he had, like, where he frequented as far as where he went to drink? 
That's what I'm saying. You can't saying. find that online. That's what I'm Nowadays, saying. Nowadays, you can find that online. Absolutely. Back then, you would have to hire an investigator. Mm-hmm. The way I be checking into places and stuff, yeah, you can definitely find that online. On oh, yeah. Facebook. Nowadays, it's simple. It's simple. But, dang, that's Hanukkah. You, yeah. You wanted this life. You wanted it bad. Yeah. And then also, I'm thinking that she probably found out the place and then paid the bartender or whoever is working there and asked them, hey, do you know this guy? When does well, he usually first, come in? You know who was working there, right? At the time. Lynn. Lynn was working there and Lynn never mentioned, oh, this girl came up and asked about you. And, well, unless she went around Lynn because remember she did her research. So she would know about Lynn if she really did she her went, research. When, when, when Lynn got off. Mm-hmm. She waited till Lynn wasn't working and she did it then. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Damn. Damn. I thought I was good. <laughs> and then she's like, he's like, wait, but I came up to you. How did you know that I would come up to you? <laughs> Please. <laughs> Every straight man in that bar came up to me. And a couple of lesbians. And a gay guy who didn't want to feel left out, okay? <laughs> Damn. Monica, you got to like that? She got like that. She got to like that. And William, William's like, listen, I'm getting tired of you trying to run my life. Oh, really, William? Now you see that she's trying to run your life? Now you see the shit? You ain't see when she was telling you to take Joan off that case that y'all were partnering up for, huh? You ain't see it then. Now you see it. Mm-hmm. Now that he got a call for $20,000. Yeah, now you're on the hook for this. Monica's like, listen, your life is finally being run properly. <laughs> wow, the wording. The wording. The oh? audacity of the wording. <laughs> he said, I was happy before I even met you. She says, you were a sad sack with a broken heart and a stalled career. You know about his broken heart, too? She went deep in the I archives. Mean, you know. You talk to enough people, I guess. Check. Yeah, because he do be, he was at the bar to try to bounce back. So he probably told people at the bar that he had just gotten uh, left at the altar. Mm-hmm. Them bartenders, they be therapists for the night. So they do off duty therapists. <laughs> and um, William said, I'd rather go back to that than to continue to be your puppet. No strings attached. Hey, bye, bye, bye. <laughs> She's like, what are you saying? He's like, I'm saying this party is off, and so are we. And then he storms off. Dang. He's like, I got $20,000 back in my pocket. Amen. <laughs> but the next day, he's in the kitchen. Lynn comes downstairs. I totally forgot Lynn still lived there. Man. But she comes down to get some cereal. And she's like, where's Monica? wait that's right she's gone and she's all excited and everything because ding dong the witch is dead and she also sees that william's sad and she's like it's all right at least you got your soul back and don't worry about monica any good parasite will find a new host body to attach itself to well, you ought to know oh somebody got the funny bone yes, back for and he tells lynn to tell joan that santa is back on for jabari and then she leaves and says, cool, I'll see you tonight. And then weirdly enough, guess what happens next? Ooh, child. Monica. Monica, Did Monica, she Monica. not get the memo? Uh, she comes back in the house like everything's fine. Like she, she got a few people with her that are, um, they're bringing stuff in for the party. She tells them one the second. People. 
Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. did were you did you not watch the last scene that y'all were in together? He said y'all are done. But they're about to unload the truck and she comes in. She's like, one second, guys. She goes to talk to William and Monica says, okay, William, make it quick. I got some uh, stuff to do for the party. Make it quick. An apology, I'm assuming. Mm-hmm. <sighs> she said she's got a million things to do before the party. He's like, weren't you listening yesterday when I said I was canceling the party and breaking up with you? Monica said, listen, we both said a lot of things yesterday that we didn't mean. This is an episode of Snapped getting ready to happen. Fatal Attraction. Mm. Fatal Attraction. Um, was it the Fatal Affair? Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The perfect guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who was in that one? Sanaa Lathan and Michael Ely. Obsessed. Yes. Yes. <sighs> She's about to boil your bunny. A lot of reiterations. Um, Monica has a heart-to-heart and says... Um, what I heard yesterday was fear talking. William, I'm asking you to cast off all the limits you ever put upon yourself and dare to dream for what you once thought was unattainable. And that's scary. And I'm listening to her and I'm like, oh man, she's a motivational speaker. It's like, it's like listening to a president, like, you know, Something. make a speech. Like, it's, it's like, is this Obama? Monica? Did Obama write this? <laughs> Monica, maybe you should bet on yourself because you've yeah. got it, girl. <laughs> Try to be the first black female president. Like, come on. Or at least vice. Something. Because I was like, when she was saying this, I'm like, is she talking to me? She, mm-hmm. I feel like she personalized it for me. She's like, do you think Bill Clinton was scared the first time he ever dared to be president? You may think it's easier to commit yourself to a nondescript life of mid-level ordinariness. But the toll it takes on your soul is so much more painful than you realize. She Girl. said a nondescript life of mid-level ordinariness. That sounds like a bar. That sounds like somebody's being read for filth. <laughs> that does. If you reword that, that's something you tell somebody when you're like, that's why you don't got no resume. You don't even have a resi, <laughs> so you can't even talk to me. All right. You live a life of mid-level ordinariness. Not high ordinariness. Mid-level. Excuse me. You're fucking mid. Mm. You're mid. So, like I said, it's it's a great message. It's just, I don't like her. I don't know. It's really conflicting. Mm Mm-hmm. Because she's so evil with it. Yeah, but she's not wrong. Um, She says, you need a woman beside you who believes in you the way I do. And they mention the blue bar every now and then and how they met. And she says, when I went and saw you at the blue bar... I went after what I wanted. You should be doing the same. The only difference is, I did a little research first. I guess she got her research. Uh-huh. She did it all the right way. What she did was pass research, but we'll, we'll, we'll give her that. <laughs> we'll let her slide on that one. <laughs> and William, William's like, okay, fine, but I just don't like being manipulated. But honestly, he manipulated Yvonne. <laughs> yeah yeah he's a manipulator too it's just monica's better at it monica's in the pros she's 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 in the um greatest of all time she's she's up there i don't even think it's called manipulation what monica's doing it's just manipulation sounds bad i just feel like she's doing her she's doing the legwork yeah she's essentially working as william's team like if there was an artist and she was like the pr person she's essentially that Yep. 
She knows the people to talk to. She knows what he needs to do. She knows what parties to go to. She knows at the party, she brings him over to people to talk to, Mm -hmm. to like, you know, network and stuff like that. Who to take pictures with, to put on the gram, child, make it look like you're doing something. Yeah. And it's just, you know, if Monica wasn't just trying to be his girlfriend, if Monica was just like hired to do PR for him, it would make a lot more sense. But this, I'll I'll be your girlfriend and I'll be the woman standing beside you and we're both successful or you're successful and and I'll ride that wave. It's just like... Because she wants the direct benefit, that's why. A PR person's going to get paid, but it's not the same as being the actual person's um, significant other spouse, you know? Yeah. She wants to be first lady, not not the publicist of the president. Mm -hmm. She wants to be first lady. So she also says that for the party... That she'll pay the twenty thousand because she believes in William, and it was her idea for the party. That's a no for me, and I cannot believe <laughs> she even volunteered to do that shit. It is a. That's what I was like. What? This don't make no sense. Hell, motherfucking no. Absolutely not. I was like, you came up with the idea for the fucking party. Why I gotta pay for the twenty thousand? I'm already having the party in my house. That's my. That's the money I'm spending. I'm spending my house. But this is going to benefit you. So why I got to pay the 20000 No, William be like, you want to be my girl, right? You want to be quote unquote first lady, right? Well, you got to make some sacrifices too. Oh, ain't a sacrifice what? in the world, Shell. I was like, peace. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess if William really wanted her to go, she wanted to do it. No, nah, like, she do definitely it. did. Oof. Yeah. Yeah. No fighting. Nobody on it. She's like, I'll take it. I'll take on it because I believe in you. Mm-mm. Baby, I believe in you. Monica got right. What she do for a living again? Uh, she's a trust fund baby, right? Her dad's rich. Oh, okay. She got twenty. Her dad racks. has a wing named after him. Her 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 dad is the biggest client, one of the biggest clients at the firm that William works at. That's what I'm talking about. So she got daddy money. Gang gang. Um. See here. Oh, so next we are. <laughs> we see little Tony. And she's she's using it as a puppet. She's got a dinosaur, another doll, and a sponge. It's giving Toy Story. It's a G.I. Joe and a sponge. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's giving Toy Story. And she's like, oh, Joan, oh, Lynn, oh, Maya. It's so draining having men stare at me all day. I'll just go visit my girlfriends and cheer them up. Men never stare at them. (laughs) Oh, hi, Joan. Maya, Lynn. Hey, why am I a sponge? Think about it. <laughs> think about it. She's like, think about it. <laughs> and then Lynn goes, um, tell your friend I'm going to rip her head off. And Tony says, you better not touch my doll. And Lynn says, I was talking to the doll. <laughs> <laughs> and then later, I don't know if it's later or the same scene, but we see Jabari. He's getting anxious about regional Santa coming through. And Maya says, like, you know, come on, cut the fat man some slack. He's got a lot of deliveries to make. Mm. Jabari's like, well, how's he going to get down the chimney? Um, Magic, Jabari? Like, I hate how in this scene he asks all these questions and the adults don't know how to answer it. Just say magic. That's all you got to say. Mm-hmm. Everything's magic. And then Maya gets frustrated and says, you know what? How about this? You could just go to bed. And then when he gets here... Uh, and gives us your toys. You could, we could just give the toys to another kid that actually believes. And Joan's like, ah, nope, don't do that. Don't do that. He believes? Jabari, you believe, don't you? Yeah, but I don't only live here. How regional Santa know where to find me? And I'm like, damn, that's a good question. 
you there. Is, there. is there like a database where we can send him to, to update or what? <laughs> well, Joan says she sent a change of address form to the North Pole. I was like, okay. All right. Chill. And then he goes, wait, why did you send it to the North Pole if he's regional Santa? Come on, Jabari. Y'all may raise Jabari, right. that's home base. Come on, Jabari. Because he, he asks in all the right questions. That's what I'm talking about. This little boy's nah, smart. No, but that's, a, that's the dumbest question he asked. What home base mean? is North Pole's home base. I guess. Everything goes through there. Like when the, when all the regional Santas go pick up their outfits, they go to the, the the North Pole to pick up their outfits and all their um their their deer, their reindeer. I can see that. You know what I mean? We all got a home base. Yeah, yeah. Go there to congregate. Come on, Jabari, keep up. Yeah, that's where we do all the meetings and stuff too. And they make the toys there. But um, Jones says every everything gets routed to the North Pole like FedEx. Like when everything gets routed through Memphis. Whatever that means. I don't know. I've never tested that or paid attention to where everything yeah, gets routed to. Me FedEx. neither. I don't even know if that's true or if that's the made for TV shit. <laughs> <laughs> the phone rings and Joan picks it up and it's William. And we don't hear William's side of it, but I'm sure he's saying that he can't make it to be regional Santa because he has to do the party at the house for the firm. And then we see the other, other side of the phone and he's with Monica and Monica's doing the, the bitch hang up the phone thing. Mm hmm. And he won't, he won't hang it up quick enough. So Monica yells like around the phone that, hey, William, the guests are arriving. And he goes, hey, um, sorry, please tell Maya and Jabari I'm sorry. And Joan hangs up on him. And he feels so bad about this. Do you think Joan's overreacting about the Santa thing? No, I don't. I don't. Why? He's trying to better his career. Um, I think... It's not an overreaction, putting everything in context, because they know the reason why he's not doing it. It's because of old girl. If I feel like if it was because he would have came up with it by himself and said, hey, guys, you know, I'm throwing a party, et cetera, et cetera. It wouldn't have been a big deal. But because old girl's behind it, it adds a little it adds a bad taste to the mouth, you know. And you think you think they know that Monica's behind it? Yes. Because when Lynn said something like, oh, you guys are broken up, da, 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 so that means you can come to the party oh, now, right. something like that. So, yeah, okay, they know. Okay, perfect. But William feels bad, and she's like, oh, I know you feel bad. Of course you do, because you're a good person. And she's like, well, maybe this will cheer you up. And she turns him toward the living room to show all the people in the living room. And... All I see is all these white people in the living room. That wouldn't cheer me up. I'd feel mad uncomfortable. Yeah, you know, I feel like William is used to being in these spaces, so he's probably comfortable. Oh, okay. Because there was a no, not one black person in that group. Mm -mm, Just the only black people there was him and Monica. Mm. They could have at least, like, casted one person Mm. as one black person. Because that's just, that's too many white people to have in your living room at one time. You can't be outnumbered in your own house. Um, Sweetelson comes over and tells them that it's a great party that they put on. So he walks over, William does, to Sweetelson and talks about that Citigroup case that he wants. And we don't really see the, or hear the end of that conversation because it goes to the next scene. And we see Joan Carol Clayton dressed as Santa motherfucking claws what's his middle name santa motherfucking claws old saint nick claws 
um, <laughs> with, with, with sandals on, with some strappy sandals, shaft. No, she got some fucking heels. They look like Louboutins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and you can hear them click clacking. Click clacking. Click clacking. Click clacking. <laughs> you could have had your socks on. It's your house, Joan. Oh you don't have to have shoes on at all. <sighs> but they're trying to get her all set up so that Jabari can wake up and see regional Santa. And Lynn's like, don't even worry. The kid's half asleep. He's not even going to realize that you're actually Santa or who you are. So whatever. So they, they decide to uh, try to stick her up the chimney. She goes into the fireplace, actually. And she's yelling about being in there. So she's doing it in her regular voice. Mm-hmm. And Maya yells Jabari's name to get him out of the bedroom. And he comes out. Any mm-hmm. idiot knows that that's Joan's voice. And plus those eyeballs. You can't deny those eyeballs. You know who that yeah. is. Them, them Diana Ross eyes are iconic. Okay. Santa Claus don't got eyes like that. Mm-mm. Them jeans strong, child. But Jabari comes out. And Joan's like, ho, 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 ho. <laughs> and Merry Christmas, Jabari. <laughs> you're not regional Santa, you're Auntie Joan. No, little boy. <laughs> now go to sleep so I can leave your presents. <laughs> and he's like, if you're not Auntie Joan, why are you wearing her shoes? Joan, come on. <laughs> You had the whole outfit on, and you got to take your shoes off to put the outfit on to anyway. Put outfit you on. put your shoes on. Click clack it in all over the place. And Jabari looks really fed up with Joan's ass. Like, he looks really, really upset. Like, really angry. Mm-hmm. Really good acting from uh, Tanner Richards. Very, very good facials. So, back at the party, Sweetelson mentions that they're going to McDonald's condo to finish the party. William, are you coming with us to McDonald's condo to see his new Picasso? Thank you, Mr. Sweetelson. I'd love to, but... He'll meet you there. Okay, okay, okay. Thank you for the party. And Monica's like, please tell me you are not going to turn down the opportunity to go to McDonald's condo? And, and William's like done. He's so partied out. He's like, Monica, the party's over. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go try to go to Joan's house to surprise Jabari for his regional Santa. Monica's like, but you've been invited to one of the senior partner's houses to see his Picasso. That's where the real networking's going to happen. Well, maybe I'm through networking on Christmas Eve. Uh, do you want this, William? Do you even want the power and the success that I thought we were working toward? Sweetie, we keep having the same argument over and over again. I know. And I'm tired of it. Too. I guess we both know what this means. Yes. I think we do. You need to cough up $20,000 because I'm stopping payment on my check. Okay. <laughs> Why clap though? She only decided to stop doing that because she was mad because he broke up with her. She was going to yeah. pay for it. Yeah, she definitely was. I guess it was the only saving grace for me. Like, okay, girl, can you <laughs> can you stop that payment? And then he sees the bill and he's like, oh my God. Isn't it 20K or is it more? Because he, why would he be surprised? Yeah, he did look at it. Maybe there's other fees included that, you know how sometimes you have a quote for a party and then there's extra stuff that comes up if you need to get more drinks or if you run out of something or some shit, you need extra plates or something. Mm-hmm. Tip, mm that too 
at Joan's house, the girls are there, and there's a ring at the door. And it is William dressed as Santa. And they're all mad at him because he's late. And Lynn's like, I thought you'd be at your place putting all those candles around the pentagram with that witch. Which is really funny because Monica called them witches before. Mm-hmm. William looks mad tired and he's like, you know what? Whatever, Lynn. Just wake up Jabari and tell him his regional Santa's here. I think I can work up some ho-ho-hos. What about the ho you left at home? (laughs) (laughs) Pulls it down and goes back to sleep. And they inform him that he's too late. Joan already did a regional Santa and Jabari knows the truth. His childhood died that night thanks to you. Which is funny because there's so many other ways to be a child. Like, did his childhood really die? Yeah, I feel like the whole Santa thing is like, you have to be really young to believe that shit. Because once you start going to school and learning about basic... um, Logic? Yeah, logic. What we call it? Physics or something? Physics, logic, anything. Like, how can you make it all the way around the world? How can you fit through the chimney without dying? How yeah. come he big as what happens if you don't have a chimney? Yeah. Child, it is what it is. You can still take him yeah. places. You can take him to Disneyland, Disney World. You know, that's a nice childhood Yeah, thing. you can believe in the magic of Disney. There are so many other ways to be a kid. He don't got a job. He don't got no responsibilities. Like, his, his childhood didn't die. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and William says, I'm sorry. And Joan says, yes, you are. Shit. She says Jabari had to face the reality about Santa just the same way we had to face the reality about you. Merry Christmas. Mm. What's the reality? That he that he don't come through for his friends? Yeah, I think that's what she was getting at. Yeah. Damn. Joan can't even look at him while she's she's wrapping gifts while she's saying all this. Mm-hmm. And William can't say none either. He just goes Merry Christmas and then he walks out. Mm-hmm. So this next scene is kind of a brain melter. Um, I think Monica's at the airport lounge. Mm-hmm. And William gets into the airport lounge? Yeah. How did William get into the airport lounge? Um, is this is this pre-9-11? This is post-9-11. Not unless they shot this episode and wrote this episode before 9-11 and it just aired after. Possible. Maybe that that's what happened. Possible. But post 9-11, this is a no-no. You couldn't... William can't get into this lounge unless he's actually going so on a airport, flight. Unless he has a flight. He has yeah. a ticket. You can't just... You have to go to security with the ticket. We don't, they don't do that no more. But whatever. <laughs> so Monica's on her way to St. Bart's. She said it feels like a good time to get out of the country. And he's there to tell uh, Monica that not going to McDonald's house cost him the Citigroup case. Apparently, Ken slam duncan crashed the party and made a big fuss over the man's picasso and he ended up getting the case that's weird Mm -hmm. because the fact that william couldn't lock down that case even though he he hosted a whole entire party at his house Mm -hmm. but somebody who crashes the the second party gets the job yeah i mean ken slam duncan's white so maybe that that helps too yeah, you you definitely put in more work, and then you got to pay for all of that shit. Like all the cases definitely. that you want should be yours, like on your fucking desk. Exactly. But William's so sad; he pretty much wound up with nothing, and he wasn't there for his friends, and he lost Monica. He is really stuck on this woman. Mm-hmm. And he says he made a mistake, and she she got that uh, "I told you so" look on her face. <laughs> 
I don't think I would even tell Monica that I, that she told me so. I I would have to keep that close to the vest. Yeah, like take that to your grave, chill. <laughs> but she's like, okay, it's good that you admitted your mistake. But when you're president someday, you'll have to stop that. <laughs> mm. She think William could be president. William ain't gonna be president. William, William, nah. Actually, I can't never say never because Donald Trump came president. Yeah, that's a rich white man. Yeah, but still, never say never, I guess. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, what do I do now? And she's like, you mean with the Ken Duncan and the case? And he's like, no, between us. And Monica says, this is us. All right. So he's like, all right, cool. So this is how she, she's like, this is how you're going to fix it. Well, let's plan our next move. Thanks to the party, the senior partners see you in a whole new light. So, while Ken Duncan has his nose buried in law books for Citigroup, you'll be playing golf with your brand new party buddies. <laughs> Sweetie, I don't play golf. You will. Yeah, most of, a lot of those deals with these um, these super high high profile men, a lot of those deals are close on the golf course. So I've heard. Man, well, I need to go golfing. <laughs> How am I gonna get into the country club? Uh, yeah, it takes money to even like. <laughs> you need either money or you need a plus one from a white yeah. person. You can't just go up in there. How am I gonna get in? Yeah, or somebody super rich. Yeah. So next we're at the lunch spot. It's the final scene, and little Tony and Big Tony are there, <laughs> and Todd arrives mm-hmm. and gives uh, Tony a kiss, and she picks up little Tony and says, in t- little Tony's voice, "I know he didn't just waltz in here and not say hi to me." And Todd's mm. freaked out because this all happened while he was gone. This whole talking with a doll thing. And Tony tells Todd, you need to, you need to kiss um, little Tony because you hurt her feelings. <laughs> I'm not kissing a doll. Oh, it's like that? Yeah, it's like that. Well, then bring it on You want to go? What's your problem? Yeah, yeah. Come on. <laughs> and then he grabs the doll and rips the doll's head off. Mm. And Tony looks relieved, like she's um, freed from the the chains of this puppet doll thing, mm-hmm. like it was possessing her. And she says, "Baby, never leave me alone with me again. I'm far too mesmerizing." Mm. <laughs> and that's the end of the episode. That's one crazy little Tony. Anyway, now we're on to the oh hell yes moment of the episode. So Etsy, go ahead and give me your oh hell yes moment. My. Oh, hell yes moment is when Monica says her line where she goes, do you really want a nondescript life of mid-level ordinariness? What scripture we got to put that in? That got to be somewhere in the Bible or forever mortalized or in a song or something because it's just the how-to book uh, written by uh, authoress monica charles brooks because ah it's like you know honestly that's my oh hell yes moment too well not just that her the whole time when she's giving this whole speech all those speeches to william because they could be useful Uh they're very motivating she wasn't wrong and at first i'm like oh she's being too bossy or whatever but jesus like this bitch was preaching so Shout out to Monica in that moment. I still don't like you, but shout out to you. So I have one tweet that I saw where I was like, huh, okay. So this is from Jader from Decatur. Nice. And so they say, 
So they got mad and stopped talking to William because he chose his career and wealth and being well-connected over playing regional Santa for an eight-year-old? Yeah, I was thinking that. Because his career, doesn't his career come first? Fuck them kids. Right. I was like, um, I think that it really more so has to do with it making it seem like he chose Monica over them. Can't real friends look past that part of it and go, yeah, but it is something good for your career too. Like, Mm -hmm. forget the fact, because I could when I... Like, I don't like Monica, but she was right. She was helping him better his career for the future. So they can't compartmentalize and see that portion of it and be like, okay, Jabari is going to be fine. He don't need a regional Santa. Mm-hmm. Um, and Joan mm-hmm. knows about that stuff. She's in the same career. Yeah. So yeah, that was a little harsh. But that is it for our episode. Um, head over to our Twitter, at Hell Yes Girl. Um, oh yeah, make sure you can, uh, if you go on Twitter, if you have like a name for like what a girlfriend manager is, like a cute kind of like name, hashtag mm-hmm. whatever, hit us up at Hell Yes Girl. Mm-hmm. And make sure you go on your favorite podcast platform and rate, review, and subscribe. Um, write a review, tell us how great we're doing, and give us five stars. Mm-hmm. So, next week, the episode is called Take This Poem and Call Me in the Morning. We get a few special guests. Mm. There's a few special guests in this episode, one of which is a very famous rapper. Ooh. So, yeah, I can't wait. But until then, happy holidays, of course. Happy Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Assalamu Alaikum, all that stuff. Yeah, all that. Is Assalamu Alaikum for Christmas? I don't know, but shout out to (laughs) happy holidays to everybody. But uh, I am Nettie Smith. And I am at zero. And we'll see you next week. Goodbye.